Good morning, family. Good morning, Miss Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Lady Hepburn. It's a triumphant Tuesday. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. How are you, ladies? Everybody good? Yes, yes, sir. That's right. Good morning, it's Soulful Sylvia. I have a prayer request. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is Sylvia. I want to pray for my bonus dad, Mr. Wilson, that he can get an appetite and be able to eat. He hasn't been able to eat. Not doing okay. too good. We gonna believe the Lord, for Mr. Wilson. Our, our bonus dad. <laughs> we believe good morning. The Lord. Good morning. Good so, morning. Karina. Good morning. Good morning to it's, you. Good morning. Yeah. It's Triumphant Tuesday. Yeah. It's a Triumphant <laughs> Tuesday. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's so good to hear. Ms. Serena, did you, you, did you hear Ms. Sylvia? Um, she's requesting prayer for her bonus dad, Mr. Wilson, to get her appetite back. Bonus dad. Mr. Wilson, she's requesting prayer that he get his appetite back. Uh, okay, who put in that request? Ms. Sylvia.
Good morning. Yes, happy Tuesday, Trapper Tuesday. How are you yeah. doing this morning, Yvonne? Are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning, Shereen and family. This is Bubbly. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, Bubbly. Thank How you are you guys. doing this morning? Um, I, I, look, I'm still, I'm still yet here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy, happy Tuesday to you, too. You have a great day. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tremaine the Finisher. I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning or just join the call? Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning to you both. Thank you. Have a great day. You, you too. as well. Anyone else like to say good morning? Any first-time callers this morning like to say good morning? Any men like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Trevina the Finisher, and I'm a greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Hey, good morning, sis. It's Didi. Blessing. Blessing to you, Didi. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. If anyone else wants to say good morning, we'd love to hear your sound. Good morning. Okay. This is patient. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day to you too. Thanks for calling in this morning. Okay, I'm going to go ahead Lord and give me up. <laughs> give me up. A- okay. <laughs> amen. Amen. Breathing life in us. That's right. Woo. Okay, I need everyone to check their phones and make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Trevina the Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer card and meet Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they'll be blessed too. Be sure to continue to join us for the last couple of days in March where a monthly theme entitled Direction. This means that all our decoration will be regarding receiving direction from the Lord. There is one announcement today. First, please join us for TNT Bible study with Pastor Doug Jones tonight right here on the call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. 
There is no prayer request from the app, so I have do I have one spoken prayer request, and it's from Sister Sylvia. Please pray for her bonus dad, Mr. Wilson, for his for his appetite to come back. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise, Rivanda, Declaration, Elizabeth Hudson, and then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, Rivanda. Declaration, Elizabeth Huston. Then we go right to closing comments, hosted by Declare, Elizabeth. The scripture for today is Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in the minds of a man, but it is it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the instructor come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Rivanda. I love you, Rivanda. Praying for you, sis. Okay, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Rivanda, if you're praying, we cannot hear you. Okay, I need a ambassador to step in, please, to pray. I'll pray, um, um, Karina. <laughs> thank you. Most gracious Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, Lord, God, for this morning, God. Brand new day, Lord, of your grace and your mercy, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, Jesus. God, we just thank you so much for our sister, Yvonne, Lord, God. We just ask you, God, Father, God, to continue to touch and bless her, oh, God. God, we just thank you, Lord, God, for this Thank you, Jesus, Lord God. Lord Jesus. We just love you and adore you this morning, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to cover those who may be going through sickness and 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 all and sicknesses, oh God, and and casting their cares on you, uh, casting your cares on you because you care for us, God. Thank you, Father God, for being a mighty good Father, God. We thank you, Lord God, for you because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And in this holy week, oh God, that we just be mindful, Lord God, that you are, you came to on this earth to save the sin-sick souls, Lord God, to to help us, oh God, to be better for you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for Calvary's cross, Lord God, because we have to remember if it wasn't for the cross, where would we be? We would be, continue to be lost, but God, because you did, <laughs> hallelujah, you did. We, we are yet saved, and we can depend and lean on you, Lord God, for any and everything, Lord God. Lord God, we cry out to you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, for this world, Lord God. We ask you, oh God, to continue to crown the heads of the um, the preachers and the ministers of God, Lord God. We ask you to continue to touch them, oh God. Give them strength in their minds and their thoughts and their bodies, Lord God, that they can continue to te- teach your people, Lord God. 
be better for you, Lord God, to walk in your will and your way, Lord God. Thank you for direction, Lord God. Thank you for correction. And thank you, oh God, for protection, oh God, because you do all things well, Lord God. There's nothing too big for you, Lord. It's nothing that we can't call you, call upon you, Lord God, that we just need you for everything, Lord God. Ask, oh God, that you cover, cover the sick, sick, sin, sick soul, excuse me, the sin, sick souls of those who don't know you, Lord God. Ask, oh God, that we go out today, oh God, and just share the goodness of you and all about you, Lord God, that you can do anything and everything, oh God. Lord, we just thank you right now, Father God, for reasonable portion of health and strength, oh God. Thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, God, because you didn't have to do it, Lord God. But we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for being our Abba Father, that we can call you Abba Father, that you are our Father. You are the beginning and the end. Oh, God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus right now. God, I'm calling up on you, Lord God, to cover me, Father God, to touch me in my body, Lord God, to touch me in my mind, Lord God, knowing there's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that, that you cannot do, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God. I'm asking you, Lord God, to cover our children, Lord God. Cover them today, Lord God, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord God. Touch our grandchildren, Lord God. Be, help us be um, blessed in the example before them, Lord God. Lord God, I, I humbly depend and lean on you right now, Father God. God, I thank you for this call, Lord God, that I witness, Lord God. I thank you, go God, for each and every one. Thank you for those who got up this morning and called in, Lord God. Touch Lady Hudson this morning, Lord God, as I know she's going to come and give us a word that's going to help us make it to thankful Tuesday, Lord God. God, we just bless you, holy name, Lord God. Continue to bless Dion, Lord God. Thank you for her yes, Lord God, because if it wasn't for her yes, we would not be here on Declare Victory, but because of her yes, we are yet still here, Lord God, leaning and depending on you, Lord God. We just honor you, God, with our lips this morning. We honor you with our hearts, Lord God. Let us have an ear to hear so, so everybody, excuse me, take your phones off of mute. So that we can continue to lift up and praise your name on this thank you Tuesday. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love the Lord this morning. We worship you this morning. We seek your face this morning. Thank you, 
he being the director of our lives. I realized that anytime there is a great uh, movie uh, behind the greatest movie that we see on the screen, please mute your line. Uh, besides, be, behind every great movie that we see on the screen, there is a great director. Um, whether it's a Tyler Perry film, a Spike Lee film, Steven Spielberg, Ryan Coogler, John Singleton, Ava DuVernay, behind every great movie that we see on the screen, behind it is amazing director. So without a director, there is no direction. I'll say that again. Without a director, there is no direction because the director of the film is the one that has the ability uh, to look at the characters. They're, they have the ability to go to the end of the story and come back and to take us through the journey of how to get there. Uh, sounds like God, that any time God is directing your life, he's already gone before you to come back to tell you how to get to the end. He already has gone before you to tell you that there's victory and there's triumph at the end. He's already gone before you. I'm encouraging somebody already to, uh, to, to tell you and to come back and to give you a peace. I know that what you're experiencing now, it don't look like there's any victory in this. It doesn't look like there's going to be any joy coming out of this. This, this, this cannot be uh, the will of the Lord. But I come to encourage you on this morning, the director of heaven has already gone to the end of your story. And you got to understand, because of the God that we serve, he has the ability to shout action. And he has the ability to shout cut. And if he has not shouted cut, you just keep on moving in the ways of the Lord. You keep moving in scripture. You keep moving in worship. You keep moving. You keep on singing your lines. And your lines are simply the word of the Lord. You continue to say the word of the Lord because the director of heaven and earth is going to get you to your next scene. And as I begin to look um, throughout scripture, if anybody had a picture-perfect movie that was full of uh, suspense and thriller and action. It was no one but King David. And as you begin to look at the life of David, God in his great wisdom and his infinite power uh, was the director of little David's life. Uh, I know eventually David became King David, but David had some issues. And so I, I really want to uh, talk from the from the subject, a direction for the misguided. Well, this morning I want to talk about direction for the misguided. Um, this is uh, not a, 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 a declare uh, a declaration for the perfect on this morning. I, I feel led to kind of deal with some of us, all of us, that at some point in our life and perhaps even today, you've been misguided. Uh, I want to bring some, some, some clarity. I want to bring some peace to your situation that even in your misguidance, God has directions for you. Uh, to be misguided means to be mistaken. It means to be flawed or foolish. I still want you to know that even if that's you, God has direction for you. Uh, even if you've been faulty or you fail by the wayside, God has direction for you. If you've ever been uh, unsuccessful at a thing, ill-advised, God still has directions for you. If you've been counted out and not included, God still has direction 
for you because oftentimes when we're not included, uh, we exclude ourselves not only uh, from certain things, but we also exclude ourselves from the direction, the sovereignty, the power, and the love of God. But I come to tell you on this triumph and Tuesday, God is beckoning you to the center stage. He's beckoning you to the screen that he still has a direction for you. When you look at the word direction, the etymology of that word simply comes from a word that speaks of being straight or to give a particular direction to. I want to say that again. It means to give a particular direction to. In other words, that the directions for me may not be the directions for you, but nevertheless, my directions for my life have been strategically and spit out by the mouth of God. It is the ability, as I foresaid, to go before a thing and to see it finish and come back and show you how to get there. And so when we begin to look at the life of David, God knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, Jesus Christ had to come through the lineage of David, and so therefore he had to orchestrate David's life uh, to ensure that the Christ could come. When we begin to look at the life of David, David never had it easy. I know he ends up in a palace, but from conception until he knocks on uh, the palace door, David had some issues. Yes, he did. Uh, When you begin to look at the history, uh, the Jewish tradition, not so much in scripture, but I had to kind of look at, uh, I had to get a humanistic picture of David and what David was going through and why did David write the Psalms the way he wrote them and what was going on in the life of David. I know we love King David, but King David was conflicted family. King David, uh, he had some issues. King David uh, grew up in in a house that didn't really necessarily receive him. We see that as he writes the Psalms and he talks about how even he uh, was basically a foreigner, even in his own house. And I had to kind of find out why would the king say that he was a foreigner in his own house? And as I began to study and I began to look at the Jewish history, um, according to the Talmud, uh, David's father, Jesse, at one point in time began to doubt um, the purity of his bloodline because you remember Ruth was his grandmother and his grandmother Ruth was a Moabitess. And so at this time, Jesse is going through some um, type of identity crisis. And now, uh, according to the Jewish history, David's mother, Mizbeth, uh, they they were planning to have uh, some more children. And, and, and But at the same time, Jesse's mom, um, Jesse decided, you know what, I'm not going to uh, have any more children because I'm concerned about my bloodline. And so what I do know to do is if I marry or have uh, a, a a family or children by my servant, the Canaanite, that would then secure that my bloodline or my children's bloodline would be pure. And, and so uh, according to the tradition and according to the Talmud, uh, David's father, Jesse, decided, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to marry my servant. But because the servant had been around David's mother, Smithbit, uh, she explained and she, the, the history will tell you that she began to talk to Smithbit and explain the plot and the plan of Jesse. And so on their wedding night, like the switch uh, between Leah and Rachel, they switched. And at this particular time that they switched, David mom gets pregnant with David. But all of the, the, the uh, Jesse at this time thinks that uh, Nisbet had stepped out on him and was pregnant by someone else. And so when Jesse, when David is born, uh, David um, 
And David is born. Jesse now shuns David. David, he has questions about David's, uh, uh, who his father is. And so that's why David ended up on the backside of the desert. That's why David ended up working uh, in the fields. And he, he was the one that was tending to Jesse's flocks, not because he didn't have anything to do or that was his chore, but because he was considered an outcast. He's not considered as one of the sons. Hallelujah. And I come to talk to somebody on this morning that you've been misconsidered. Hallelujah. Uh you you're not you're not really in the in crowd, but but you seem to be on the outside. It seems like you're in the back of the classroom. It seems like you're on the outside. Uh everybody's on the inside of the house having a good time, but somehow you find yourself in the back uh of the house with with the sheep. You you find yourself back there uh uh walking and you're fighting the lions and the bears for everybody else is on the inside, but I come to tell you that is not by accident. Mm, good God. I come to tell you that that was simply a direction from heaven. It was simply a right turn to destiny. And so the Bible begins to tell us, and as we begin to look in First Samuel 16, that, that, that in that, um, in, in, in that particular uh, lesson and in that particular story, as David is in the backside and he is tending to the sheep, that's where we would get some of the greatest psalms because it was here that David didn't have anybody. It was here he didn't have a best friend. He didn't have anybody that he can call on. But somehow, some way, he fell in love with the king of glory. It was here that he would be on the backside, and he would be on the backside of the field, and he would be uh, looking up and gazing in the sky. And, and, and that's how we get some of the greatest Psalms. That's why that's why he would begin to sing unto God. And one thing I know is that when you are a worshiper and you begin to seek the face of God, yeah, God, and you begin to cry out to God, God will begin to talk to you. And what happens here for David is a relationship happens with the king. Mm. The relationship happens with the king of kings. As he's in the back and he's rejected and he's neglected, uh, it, it's okay because what he, they did not understand is that David is now developing something. He is now learning that his hands are strong. He's now learning that even on the even in the backside of here, I, I've, I've taken a liking to sheep. And there, there's something about these sheep that are just so gentle that, that David begins to just become himself on the backside. He grows up in the presence of God. So that tells me that direction from God, although it's not always understood, it's it's, it's meaningful. It 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 is it is great to understand that even while I feel that I should be in a different place and I feel that I should be you know in a different room or on a different stage or on a different platform, I have the trust in the direction of God for my life because there is direction in rejection. If you take a note, I want you to understand that there is direction in rejection. And so because God has David on the backside and in the back of the field and he's tending the sheep and he's singing unto God and he's playing the harp and he, he, he has all of his toys in the field with him. Good God, from Zion. He has all of the things that mean so much back with him in the field and he's loving on the sheep. What begins to happen is God begins to see his heart. He begins to realize that this is a heart of a worshiper. 
And so meanwhile, in between time, in another scene, in another time, another place, there's one by the name of King Saul, and King Saul is cutting up, y'all. And so God says, you know what? I'm done with King Saul. Um, I found me a king. I know y'all wanted a king, but I found me a king. And and so he, he uh, God begins to talk to the prophet Samuel. First Samuel 16, he tells Samuel, he says, how long are you going to mourn the fact uh, that Saul has, has been disobedient? He said, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to get some fresh oil. Good God. I need you to get some fresh oil. I need you to go down to Jesse's house. Let me tell you something. When there is direction and God is directing you, I don't care where you hide, the direction of the Lord will find you. Yes, he will. I know some of you are saying, well, if I could just, if somebody could just discover me, if somebody could just, you know, just, just take me under their wings, if somebody can just tutor me and mentor me. Let me tell you something. When it is time for you to be where you are supposed to be, honey, you can be under a thousand black rocks at midnight and God is going to find you. And so the Bible says that he tells Saul, he says, get down there because I've now found me a king. Hallelujah. I want you to know that there is something precious about you. There is something precious about your worship that God says that's mine. Hallelujah. Anytime God begins to say, I found myself something. Hallelujah. That lets us know that, that the direction on your life is precious. Hallelujah. You better tell yourself that the word of the Lord, the direction that is over my life is precious. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Everybody thinks that there's that there's that they're, they're precious and they are precious to God, but you have to become intentional about in understanding that the direction that God has on my life is that he's already seen my end from the beginning. And that when God begins to say that, that, that I'm special to him, the scripture says that I'm the apple of his eye. When you understand how special you are to God, that is your first step of triumph. Because situations will call you to think that God has left you. Situations will call you to think that God does not care and that God does not see you. But when you have direction over your life, man or woman of God, I'll come to tell you that you do. God is very, very mindful. He stands still to watch his word be performed. The Bible says that he tells Samuel, go down there. I found myself a king. And Samuel says to God, he says, do you not know what King Saul will do to me if I go and do that? And God tells him, take a heifer and tell them you're going to sacrifice. And so I kind of just sat there and, and kind of like, wow. But the Lord says to me, protection, there's protection in direction. So in other words, Samuel's worship and his his display and, and his sacrifice, basically what he's saying is I'm going to worship, I'm going to sacrifice, provided protection for him to go, hallelujah, into the city without alarming Saul. That sounds like a director's move to me. Because Saul thinks he's just going to worship, but in essence, he's going to sacrifice, and the sacrifice that he's getting ready to offer is going to give him an audience with Jesse's family. Oh, that made me happy, y'all, because there has to be somebody that God is going to 
sin, hallelujah, that allows them to have an audience with me, hallelujah. I come to tell you that God is sending somebody to you that gets a one-on-one audience with you. And and so the Bible says that uh, Samuel goes down to Jesse's house, hallelujah. And, and, and so Samuel, you know, in his mind, God is about to anoint him a new king, and, and we're going to go on back, and I'm going to be safe. And so the Bible says that, that he gets to Jesse's house, and he tells them, you guys go wash and, and sanctify yourself and meet me. And, 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 and so the Bible records that they go wash, and they put their good clothes on, y'all. They, they you know, they, they, they break out, they, you know, they, they are money suits, and they Gucci, and all of this, and they get dressed, and they get ready to come before the prophet. And, and so uh, surely uh, the, the first son, Eliab, he comes, and he looks, and, and, and even the prophet says to himself, watch this, y'all. Even the prophet says, surely this is who God has chosen. And God taps the Samuel on his shoulder. He, he has to tap Samuel on his shoulder because you have to remember Samuel is the prophet that none of his words ever fell to the ground. And here it is, even Samuel was getting ready to discount uh, the direction of God. He said, surely in his own self, within his own reasoning, and that's another teach for another time, how even the prophet can miss it based on what they want and what they see. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that God tells him, no, no, no. Uh, I know he looks the part. But that's not who I call. Man looks on the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. Let me tell you something, believers, that the heart, your heart in your heart, posture and the things that are in your heart unleashes directions from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Perhaps if I just change my heart posture, it'll release the directions from heaven, hallelujah, to get me to where I need to be. And the Bible says that uh, uh, Eliab, he, he comes before the prophet and shown up, God says, no, this is not him. And now Samuel was scratching his head. And so uh, the next son passes before uh, Samuel, and, 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 and surely this is it. And, and God now changes his language and said, I don't even like that. This is not that. Mm, God calls it that. So in other words, as he begins, as they begin to pass before Samuel, God begins to judge their hearts. And he says, I don't like that. And I come to tell somebody uh, that God has a way of looking into the hearts and say, I don't like that. And oftentimes it's not so much of this, but it's that. Hallelujah. It's not that, that you don't care, but it's that you, you don't move. You're not in obedience. And so God looks at their hearts. You can look at that in scripture. If he says in the King James Version. I don't like that. I don't like all the stuff that's in that heart. That's not the one. And the Bible says that all seven of the sons may pass before Saul. They pass before Samuel, excuse me. And now Samuel is sitting there scratching his head. He says they all got dressed up. They all look good. They all look like royalty. He, he turns around and he looks at Jesse. He said, is there another son? There has to be another son because I've been walking and talking with God a long time, and none of my words ever fall to the ground. But we got a situation. You say that all this, all these are all your sons, and here it is. Jesse says he now has to acknowledge. Come on, somebody. See, there is a time and place called recompense. Jesse now has to acknowledge. I got another boy, but he outside. Samuel says to him, he says, go and get him. Bring him in here. Listen, saints, David didn't have time to go and shower. He didn't have time to put on his good clothes. He didn't have time to wash his hands. He came out of the field smelling like sheep. 
But guess what? That's the direction. Good God, you come out of the place where you worshiped right into the presence of the prophet. The Bible says he comes in and immediately where the oil wouldn't flow, the oil recognized that I got a part to play in this production. Oh, God, can you imagine? Even the oil began to speak. The oil was quiet. The oil at this point was just an extra on the scene in this movie. But now the oil has one line, and that's simply to pour. The Bible says even the oil got excited. Even the ram's horn began to shake. And the Bible says that the prophet begins to anoint David. Ah, God. And here, from this point on, David was never the same. But I had a little struggle with the scripture because it says that the, the prophet anoints him king, anoints him. But then you would think he would go straight to the palace. That's not the case. The Bible says he's anointed. Everybody sees it. They all witness it. You would think that would be on the spot, reconciliation. You would think that would be the place that they would now embrace him. They would now offer some apologies. They would now be excited about what is happening. They would be glad about the oil that is on his life. But unfortunately, that is not the direction of his life. The Bible says that he's anointed and he's sent now back into the field. I said, wait a minute, God. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. He's anointed king, but he's sent back into the field. And let me tell you something. There are often times there's direction over your life, but the backside and the field work is not done. You can be anointed, but you still got to put your hands to the plow. There's still some things that God has to work out of you, anointed and all. But now David goes to the back. He goes back into the field. But now he goes back into the field. But what is brewing in the house is content. You would think at some point David could get a break. But when you have a direction over your life, that's just the flow of the thing. So now when you begin to see Jesse now tells David to go down and feed his brother fast for a couple of chapters, and when he gets down there, we now understand why Eliab's response to David was what it was. They begin to mock David as he, become, as he comes close to them. And they begin to say, why are you here? Shouldn't you be tending the sheep? So now you see this animosity. You see this jealousy. You see this hatred towards him. All he was doing was being on the backside in the back of the field. He all he was doing was tending to the sheep. Y'all didn't battle. Y'all, y'all listen, y'all got swords and slingshots and, and Uzis and bazookas. All I got is y'all little ham, which is your little your little chicken sandwich, uh, and and and, 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 and some, some lace chips. I come to feed y'all. And here it is. We see it in scripture. The content because of the direction. And so while David is there, he simply was the Uber Eats delivery guy that day. And he drops off the food, but he hears something. Good God. He hears the defilement that uh, Goliath had begun to spew about the God that he fell in love with on the backside of the desert. Good God from Zion. 
he hears that somebody is disrespecting the only one that seemed to love him. That ignited something in him. And here is another direction. They said, he said, who, y'all just going to let him talk about our God? You just going to let him talk about this? David didn't care nothing about the kingdom. He didn't care nothing about that. He cared about the disrespect that was coming from Goliath about his God. And the scripture says that at the same time, King Saul says, whoever kills this this, this giant, you, you, you now come and, and you'll be part of the team. And, and, and David said, give me a, give, let me do it. And, and, and so he, he kept wanting to, to fight because sometimes when you have a direction on your life and, and you know what God is doing in your life and, and he's been so great to you and he's, he's provided protection and he's kept you from direction, uh, you understand that, 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 you know, listen, you just can't roll up and just say anything about my God because, see, if it had not been for God, anybody ever just got just downright indignant about, uh, how, uh, about your God, you just can't say anything anything about God, because if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? So I can't just stand on the sideline and let you defile him. I just can't let you stand on the sideline um, and, and disrespect the house of God and the people of God and the men and the women of God. I just, it's something on the inside of you that gets really indignant. And so here's my third point, and I'll close. Directions open the door for promotion. Directions opens the door for promotion. And the Bible says that David now has the opportunity. He takes, we know the story. I won't insult you on this morning, but he takes off the head of the giant. And by doing that, it calls King Saul, unbeknownst to him, to give David king keys to the kingdom. That was the direction that he had to go through all of that to get to the kingdom. He had, to get, he had to do all of that to get to the palace. And as you begin to look at David's life, in every situation there was a direction. Even when he gets to the palace, he's not dressed for it. Remember, he comes out of a field. He comes from smelling like sheep. But guess what? There's another direction that is given. There's a direction that is given from Jonathan to be a friend to David. God. And because Jonathan was a friend to David, Jonathan says, I'm going to give you my garments. I know you're not dressed for your promotion, but the direction God has pricked my heart to make sure that you're dressed for it. Not only did Jonathan take off his garments and give it to David, he now becomes a friend and a brother. Let me tell you something. When God is directing your path, there is nothing that you will ever lack. I know it looked like David, he, he didn't know what it was to what it was to have a brother. And here God does something for him. He gives him Jonathan, the king's son. He gives him a brother that loved him. The scripture says that they cut covenant, they cut such a covenant that even Jonathan defiled his own father to protect David. That's called direction. I need you to look at your life. And realize there has been some direction. God has been orchestrating my life. And I know it's difficult right now, but God's been orchestrating my life. Somehow I've come out of the garments of my past and he has clothed me with garments that fit to sit in high places.
Don't ever discount the direction of God that is on your life. The Bible says that Jonathan gives him these garments. He, he creates and cuts a covenant with him. He devours his own father to David. He shows David the ropes of the kingdom. He shows David this is what you do. He shows David these are all directions from God. He shows David how to do and what to do. And when you have direction, here comes favor. We can all agree that David had favor with God like no other. So when you begin to flow and you begin to walk under the direction of God, the scripture says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights. In other words, he establishes and he directs his ways. So if my steps are ordered, then my stops are ordered too. I'll say that again. If my steps are ordered, then my stops are ordered too. And even when it gets dark, and even when it looks like I can't find my way to my next place in life, David knew. That's why he said the word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet. Sometimes when I'm walking through dark places, I need the word of the Lord, please meet your line, to eliminate, to, to illuminate my feet, to be a light unto my path. I need light in this direction. It's dark right through here. But the word of the Lord begins to light my pathway. The Bible says that David begins to write Psalms 23. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. That's direction. That's direction from God. He leads me. He guides me. He understands uh, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. So he tells me, go lay in the green pastures. Go lay down. Go lay down. You're tired. Like any kid. You know when kids get real tired and rambunctious, you simply need to take a nap. God has a way of, of giving us directions. You're tired. Go lay down. He said he leaves me besides the still waters. There comes a point in time that God will usher into a place. He will direct us into a place of peace and serenity. That's why when God is putting you in a place of peace and serenity, that you protect it because this is the direction that you need in order that you would go to the next scene of your life. Thanks of God on this morning. Understand that despite where you've been, you've got to know that there's some direction for where you're going. Despite what did not happen, there's still a rerouting, a recalculation to get you to your destiny. So what? They counted you out. So what? They didn't include you. So what? God has a way of opening doors that no man can open and closing doors that no man can close. Look at the life of David. That's why David said, I was born and shaped in iniquity. Listen, some of this stuff had happened before I even got here. It's not my fault. But even in that, God directs your path. I come to encourage you on this triumph and Tuesday. Lift up your head, all ye gates, and the King of glory shall come in. Lift up your head. Yes, I blew it. I've been misguided. I, blew, I made a mistake, but there's still direction for you. 
there's still the recalculation in your life. I come to explain and to, to encourage you on this triumph and Tuesday. God will recalculate your steps. He's ordered them. He's ordered them. He's ordered them even sometimes in the lion's den. He ordered their steps. You mean to tell me he ordered Daniel's steps? He ordered the Hebrew boy's steps? He's ordered them. Hallelujah. He ordered your steps. Whether you're in bankruptcy, whether you're going through a divorce, he ordered your steps. You say, surely this couldn't be God. Surely it could be. Nothing happens to you and God does not know it. So then that causes me when I'm in situations and I'm, my back is against the wall and my emotions are all over the place. I have to say, so God, what is the lesson in this? What is the direction in this? Because if all things work together for the good of them that love you and I do, where am I to go from here? Oh, it's okay to ask him, God, what are we doing? Well, how, how, do, how do we make this right? Where am I going? And I realized that over time that it was necessary. I didn't feel good, but it was necessary. I come to tell somebody on this morning, you may be in a tight place, but it's necessary. Because there are places that we get into that if I hadn't gotten to this place, I wouldn't know him like I know him. It was necessary. It was necessary. It was necessary that they walked out on you. It was necessary that they betrayed you. It was necessary that you may see him, that you may understand the steps. Because he knows the way that you take. And when he has tried you, you shall come out as pure gold. And so like any director, when we get to an end of a thing, he has a way of making sure that the one on the stage, the one on the screen, is always shown in their best light. That everything comes full circle, whether it be in those last five minutes. What am I trying to get you to understand? Don't count yourself out because there's still a final scene. And in the final scene, God will always make sure that you triumph. He will always make sure that you end in victory, that you always end right. Because he is the ultimate director of your life. And when the credits begin to roll, when the production is all done, God gets the glory for being the most dope the most awesome, best director there ever could be. Who could direct a story like this? Some of us are walking stories of deliverance. Some of us are walking stories of the grace and the mercy of God. Why? Because he sat on the sidelines of heaven and either yelled cut or he yelled action. So on this triumph and Tuesday, may you be confident in the direction that God is taking you. May you be confident in the directions that he has given you on how to take the next step. Be confident in that because he's already gone before you. He knows what's ahead of you. You may see up the street, but he can see around the corner. Be confident in the direction. If the direction is not now, be still because it's not now. 
you like, I missed it. You didn't miss it. He directed a stop. He directed a stay. It's like a cross. It's like a crosswalk. Can't walk on red. If you keep walking, you take a risk. You take a risk, and you may not make it to the other side. But if he is saying, just stop for a moment, be still in the direction of God. Well, family, that's all I have for this morning's declaration. I'm going to open up the line and pray that this word has been a blessing to you and it has encouraged your heart on this triumphant Tuesday. I'm now going to open the line. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Thank you so much for your declaration this morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. To God be praised. Good morning, Lady H. Good morning. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. I love you. Great declaration. Encouraging. Love you. Love you. To God be praised. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Lady Hudson. This is Geraldine. Good morning, beautiful. Excellent word. Excellent word. And there is protection and direction. It's really Mm -hmm. spoke to my heart on this morning. It really did. Mm -hmm. Um, Just knowing that um, there's times in our lives when we are, um, you do feel awkward, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a call or a mandate Mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. I have to remember that there is protection Mm -hmm. in um, your direction. So thank you so much. And I'm going to go lay down <laughs> in the green grass. <laughs> Honey, mommy lay you down. You Glory be to God. Will lay Thank you, you down. so much. She will lay you down. And that you, let me say this. We have to, yes, when ma'am. God is trying to get us to a place of rest, yes. it's so important that we take that, that lay down and that we back up. Um, because when you're rested, God has a way of dealing with your creativity. He has a way of dealing with your spirit. He has a way of showing you things that you wouldn't otherwise see because you're up and at it and you're trying to move around and do this and do that. There is a blessing in the rest of God. There is a blessing. And that's that's protection. He said, go lay down. Now you can lay down. I got you. You don't have to worry about it enemy right now. Just go lay down. You're going to make me look at that again, Miss Geraldine. <laughs> yes. That's, ooh, that was, baby, I'm, I'm going to go lay down. God bless. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> lie down. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. I just had to chime in and just say, I love that scripture. Um, that reminded me of it um, when I was out of work about making me lie down. And the fact that he makes me lie down, it's almost like what I get from it is, um, you know, I, in the flesh, I feel like I have to do something sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm not. And he's making me lie down. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just love that. That's like I love that sense. word. I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Going on mute. Love you, family. Love you. 
Good morning, it's beloved Barb's. Good morning, beloved Barb. Thank you for that good word and jump-starting my triumphant Tuesday. Love you much. Amen. To God be praised. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Okay, well, hi. Good morning. This is Moxie. How you doing? It's Moxie Mama. Good morning. That declaration, it was, I was screaming at you on mute. I was going, come on, Lizzie. Come on, girl. What? I was screaming at you, girl. <laughs> you were, you was bringing, I mean, God, the Holy Spirit spoke so value to you this morning. I was so mad that I didn't have a pen because I, was driving. I said, I have to do the playback. So I just had to try to mm. um, real quick. I was screaming at you this morning, girl. So like, come on with me. Mm. God, I love praise it. Oh, God. Oh, God, I pray yeah. it was a blessing to you and you get the playback and you get some notes. Amen. Yeah. I heard someone Thank else trying to know what you were trying that, that was me. Hi. My name's Christina. Um, hey, my name's Christina. I'm here in Atlanta. How are you? Hi, welcome to Declare Victory. I just wanted to um thank you for such an awesome declaration. And um I don't know, mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like you were a minister. I don't know, I've never met you before, but I could tell um that when you were speaking, um, the anointing of God was just flowing through you, um, as you mm-hmm. were given that word because you don't know how there were things um, you said that God had just said to me this morning in my meditation about mm-hmm. having that protection and direction, about the heart and the desires of your heart released the direction of God, or even about sometimes having to stop when that's still mm-hmm. his direction. So um, I, mm-hmm. I just thank you for just being obedient um, and just saying mm-hmm. what the Lord told you to say, because that was such a blessing to me this morning. Thank you again. Amen. To God be praised. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Amen. That's what it was right there, Christina. Thank you. When you have said, there is direction and rejection. That's when I was screaming at you. Right there. (laughs) That's what it was. There is. There is. There is. Look, look up to the God and, and look for that and ask her, seek that direction. When you were saying, I was like, God, you are amazing. Thank you so much, sir. I'm sorry I keep trying to y'all. Amen. No, it's okay. That's we family. Hey, good morning. This is Brother Cedric. How's everybody today? Beautiful yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful declaration. Um, That story has paid an important part in my life. Um, it's one mm-hmm. of the stories that um, that I that I really like in the Bible, and that I I, uh, I used in my personal life. But it was important that somebody uh, on this call, um, when they told the story, they talked about how um, God really prepared David, and he had to do certain things to prepare for to fight Goliath. And following direction is so important and being prepared because as far as um, David, before he fought Goliath and he slayed Goliath, he also uh, slayed a lion. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to go up against a lion, you're still going to have to have blessing and confidence. And then he also um, fled a bear. And mm-hmm. and so those things he did that, that honed his skill down and that really prepared him to, mm-hmm. to fight Goliath. So he wasn't going in there blind. Um, he mm-hmm. went in there with the blessing of God, but God prepared him for that moment. And mm-hmm. David followed the direction of God to prepare for that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of realized in my life, you know, some things you got to really follow the direction of God and go where he wants you to go so he can really prepare you and you can be skilled mm-hmm. and have a confidence and a blessing of God. So I just wanted to add that and just say thank you, thank you, because you did bless me this morning. Amen. Now, now you, now you messing, because when you begin to look at First Samuel thirty, when the Amalekites had came and um, they had burned up the land, brother, you just started something. The Bible says that David, and he, the Bible says this that David now, because he understands the direction, he goes and he inquires of the Lord, and he asks one question: Should I pursue? So when you have a lifestyle of getting directions, it now develops you into asking for direction. God, should I go? And God tells him, surely you shall recover all. Why? Because he understands directions. He understands how to take them, and now he understands how to give them, and then he learns how to operate in the directions of God. And surely he recovered all. Y'all go start something on this line. <laughs> Good morning, Lady H. This is Glorious Gloria. God hey, bless you. Beautiful. Hey, sis. It is such a blessing. That's such a rich word. And I was um I was thinking like Cedric about but I was thinking about the fact that Samuel in his initial takeoff in ministry or going before the Lord and hearing God, that him having to hear God and know it was God's voice to get that word about Eli and his family was preparation that his whole life had been being prepped for the, for Mm -hmm. everything that he went through, because even in the movies, it works up to the final climax. Doesn't it? And so the director, <laughs> all the way through, is working up to what's coming up, and he's yes. preparing actors, or he's directing us. Uh, thank, thank you, Jesus. He's uh-huh. directing us and what we're to do to our final climax when the glory of Christ, united with His bride, Hallelujah, comes to be seen by all. And I just thank God for that word this morning. God bless you. I'm gonna Amen. get back. I'm going back on mute. Amen. For God be praised. Amen. Hey, Lizzie, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm back again. You know, I keep on thinking about what you guys said about him being um, being separated when he was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I don't know why I'm thinking of like, okay, you know, in the family, you know, when you know that you are being so different, you know, like Mm -hmm. you are being um, shown that you're lesser than or you're not important or you know, you're not mm-hmm. valued. I just thought about mm-hmm. that young boy 
because, uh, you know, I just imagine him, him seeking God in that, you know, mm-hmm. of, of wondering, like, why or what or all that on things. Uh, mm-hmm. And God says that was him still during that time of how he showed up, you know, uh, um, ready to make him the king, you know, the role, all that. Um, mm-hmm. It just made me just think about his life. But then when I thought back, like, look, when he was younger, he was, um, pretty much that was that's traumatizing when I think about it. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's a trauma. You know, so oh mm-hmm. God, look at this I'm sorry, you don't serve me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Like, and to imagine, uh-huh. and to imagine that our Christ comes through the bloodline. Listen, that our Christ. That's why the Hebrew tells us we have a high priest who was touched with our very issues. He's touched. By, by our very, by the by the very, um, the scripture uses a particular word um, that he's 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 touched by our very our very own issues, our our, our very uh, shortcomings. We have a high priest that is touched by that. Why? Because he's come. He comes through a lineage. He comes through a lineage of forty-two generations. He comes through the the, the genealogy of David, so he understands rejection. He understands being an outcast. He understands, hallelujah, good God. He understands being being talked about. He understands being being uh, being uh, overlooked. He uh, he comes through all of that to give us a perfect ending. He comes through identity crisis. He comes through people lying and talking and unsure, doubting. He comes through all of that. In other words, he pays away that we might see him. So there's nothing that we'll ever experience that through that 42 generations. Listen, look at Rahab. That was just, come on, look at, she comes through the lineage of Christ. Listen, the Moabites, come on, let's look at this. Jesus comes through that genealogy that therefore nothing that we'll ever experience is a surprise to him. That's why everybody, that's why he loves, that's why he came, that he he died for a world. So no matter your, no matter your location, no matter your background, listen, look at, look at the genealogy of Christ. You had Moabites, you had, you had all kinds of, you had evil, you had all kinds of, Family members, but he comes through it all that none of us should perish and none of us should be lost despite your direction. Hey, Lady H, you, you know, started something in here. I, I, I sat here and I listened and I can imagine David laying back there just resting on the sheet and you think we got down mm-hmm. and whatnot and he resting on the sheet that was his place and as he looked up and did the original twinkle twinkle little star day after day mm-hmm. night after night and how he pondered on that thing and then he heard casting call mm-hmm. he heard casting Come on, somebody and thought that he wasn't worthy of a casting call but he didn't have to go because the casting call came to him and as he mm-hmm. went, and and he didn't know that he was gonna be uh, the 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 number one, not even an actor, but when his mm-hmm. 
his everything that he laid there and pondered and talked about and you know the book that he wrote psalms 23 he wrote it all but i'm mm -hmm. saying the one the psalms 23 he didn't know that that was going to be the one that would take mm -hmm. him to the nominees, mm -hmm. the Grammys, the one, mm -hmm. and that he can sit there and take that humanities award. It just paint a picture, just paint a picture, right, just, right, right, right. Day. And and don't despise just how you can don't count yourself out because of not being a part of the scene because the scene will come to you. So that was amazing. I had I had thought about and read Psalm twenty three over and over. For the last couple of days, woke up in the middle of the night and I was just like, Lord, you are so amazing just to know how how we, when favor meets where our heart is mm -hmm. and we can just mm -hmm. see it. Sometimes we wonder what it is, but when God opens up that thing and makes it tangible and we can say, oh, this is that. This is what I've been feeling. So thank you mm -hmm. for your declaration. There's so much in there, but I just like, all I can see is David laying there on the sheet and they calling him and, and all mm -hmm. that he was feeling mm -hmm. came to him. Mm -hmm. So that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lady. I love you. Love you too. Oftentimes, rest allows for restitution. God has a way of why you're resting right, to pay you back. You have no idea why you're resting. When it's time for you to get up and go again, God has already made provision. He has already make sure that the gates will be open, uh, that, that he, he, while you land there, he's already gone before you. And he has made the crooked places straight and the rough places smooth. He's already gone before you. That's huge for me because Tanya, not Tanya, gave me the name of Restorated, Restoration Rochelle. So, oh, my mm -hmm. God. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm so God has a way. See, listen. Oh, well. He understands. Like I said, He's already gone before us. The Scripture tells us that He's already gone before us, and so anytime He goes before us, and He comes back, He now becomes to be like the good usher in the theater to usher you to your seat. He already knows how to get there. That's why the Holy Spirit is who he is. He's a leader and he's a guider because he's been there already. He knows the beginning from the end. We're the ones traveling through time, but he's been here already. He's already ordered my steps. He's already walked out my path. He, that's why he knows the way that I take. He's already walked out my life. Therefore, nothing that I go through is a surprise to him. It may be a surprise to me through this level of time. But if I be still, and if I lay there for a minute, oftentimes we say, ooh, that was deja vu. No, no, no. Your spirit man saw this. That's why it buckles you, but it does not kill you. Been here. The guy, the Holy Spirit, undergirds me. Somehow, somewhere, I've got a strength. There's nowhere in the world I should be still standing. Nowhere in the world I should still be able to function. There's nowhere in the world I should be in my right mind after going through that. But the Holy Spirit, he just don't make you speak in tongues and get goosebumps. He's a leader. He's a guider. He's a paraclete. He's a coverer. He's a shield. He's a guide. He's a buckler. Hallelujah. He makes sense out of things that don't make sense. 
Why? Because it goes before me. And when it goes before me, and I'm getting ready to, that's why they say stranger danger. He goes before me. See, he, oh, God, well, I'm, I'm going to go here. He goes before you, and he hears conversations that you're not privy to. And you wonder why friendships and things begin to break down because he's already gone before you. He's already gone before you to see that there's a bump in the road or there's a ditch in the road. He's already gone before you. That's why it's imperative that we take heed to the direction. I digress. Hey, Lady Hudson, this is Bubbly. I'm just laying here listening to what you said, and I thought about, you know, as far as movies, directions, and all of that. I'm sitting here, you know, when, and let me make sure I'm going to say it the right way, because in my head I'm saying here in one way, I'm going to make sure it comes to my lips that same way, is that when, you, when you're when doing a scene in the movies and you're not following with the directions that the director mm-hmm. is guiding to you, they'll say cut. Mm-hmm. They just want you to mm-hmm. stop. So that you mm-hmm. will be able to listen again to what the what the mm-hmm. director was saying, so you won't go in the opposite direction of what he wants yes. you to do. I'm thinking yes. about that God that when He tells us to do something, as He just said, He goes before us. Oh, well, He already knows what's getting ready to happen, and He's just making sure you're being obedient and listening to what His directions are for your life. But when you get ready to go the opposite way, He may not say cut. He may say stop, wait a minute, or just get in the way and make everything stop, so that you won't go in the wrong direction, and that you will go ahead and listen to His words and go in the right direction. And that's what I was seeing as as I'm sitting here listening to the um, words people are saying um, this this morning. I just want to thank God for you. I love to hear your sound, your voice, but this one Amen. right here, this direction. Whew, ah, ah. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you something. He is not, um, he doesn't care how many takes. Oh, God. He doesn't care how long it takes. He has so much invested in you. And I know you feel like you're running up against the clock, but he don't care how many takes it takes. He's going to be right there until you get it right. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. He, he's, not, he's, not, he's not taken back by the takes. He'll make sure you learn a thing. Case in point, if I could, share, if I could just be transparent on this line. You know how many times I done filed bankruptcy? Because I didn't get it financially. I said, God, I know you want to I know you want to bless me. But I am not good with finances. And the last time I went to bankruptcy court, I said, God, you're gonna have to do something for me. As anointed as I am, you gonna tell me I something. And so it wasn't even so much um not handling the finances. God had to dig in my heart, y'all. And I had to take heed to the direction. If you want to be in a better place financially, take heed to my direction. Let me share something with you. When you're taking heed to the direction and you've been used to doing it your way, if you could just get past and just swallow the, mm, like, I don't want to do that, guy, like, mm, that's thing. So if you can just get over that, you'll be all right. If you can just follow the direction, the next direction becomes easier. 
If you just take one step in the right direction, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, you will find yourself in the place of milk and honey. Why? Because there's a direction. The book of Joshua. When you look at Joshua, he says, I know that my servant Moses is dead, but here's your direction. As I was with him, I'll be with you. That's the direction. And this is what I need you to do. I need you to do just something different than what Moses did. I know what you saw all your life, but I need you to do something different. If you can just do something different. He told he told uh, Gideon, he said, listen, I know you think you need a whole lot of people, but here's the direction. Take those and go down. And in this army of, of thousands, I'm going to reduce it down to 300. That's the direction. It don't feel good in the beginning, but if you can follow the direction, you'll find yourself in the will, right in the will of the Father. And the safest place to ever be in is in the will of the Father. And you get there simply by the director's direction. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Before we close out on this triumphant Tuesday. Yes, good morning. This is Sylvia. Thank you for that great declaration. I've uh, have pages and pages of notes. I was trying my best to keep up. I know I can go back and listen, but in the moment, sometimes I need to just be able to write it down. Amen. I do have a question, though. You repeated it twice, but I still didn't catch it. You said, if my steps are ordered, then my something. I, I missed that. If my steps are ordered, so are my stops. I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't catch that. My stops. Stops? Uh-huh. If my steps are ordered, he orders my steps. He also orders my stops, which means he, the the place that I got to chill out for a minute. I got to stand here for a minute. He orders even those oh. my, my, my pauses. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I love that. But I really, um, this whole, you know, content because of the direction, direction opens the door for promotion. I mean, everything that you said, and I agree with someone else that said that you were ministering, you were, you know, there's a sermon going on here. And I love the story of David. I actually took it upon myself a few months ago to start uh, doing a particular Bible study on the Psalms. And then midway through, I started thinking, well, wait a minute, before I continue this, I need to know more about this person who wrote the Psalms. So then Mm -hmm. I started studying and watching videos and studying about the life of David. And um, David, you said he came out of the field smelling like sheep. And then even after he was anointed, he was sent back into that field. Um, What I hear in this story a lot uh, is about rejection. And I've had been in that position before uh, in my family Mm -hmm. at times was in my addiction and rejection and, you know, 
the more that I just surrendered and gave my life to Christ, the more he has uh, elevated me in positions mm-hmm. and, and different um, situations. And, you know, hearing your, uh, you know, sister or family member, somebody, you know, they see you like that and now they see, oh, you're so-called Christian. Oh, you're holier than thou. And for a minute, that bothered me. But mm-hmm. I was able to, by the grace of God, let all of that fall to the wayside and mm-hmm. just let my life be an example. You know, I don't That's have to it. tell them. I don't have to show them because I'm only here to please God. And so by doing that and listening to my mentor, um, Sister Lisa, to just, you know, turn the, um, treat them with kindness regardless mm-hmm. of how they treat me. And so that yes. has, you know, so far right now has restored my relationship with my oldest sister, who's always, you know, mm-hmm. been so gentle, um, bringing up past stuff for 20 years ago or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know what? Um, God has me in a position. I, I never knew that he was taking that shepherd that was out there with the, the sheep and the shepherd that was out there in the, in the crack house and the shepherd that was out there, you know, in the streets and grooming mm-hmm. her. To, to walk into a role of, of uh, intern as a chaplain. So all mm-hmm. the time, That's he's funny. been ordering these steps. All the time, yes. he's been preparing me for this direction. And I tell you, God is Hallelujah. so good. He is so good. So good. I mean, just so, so good. You know, and yes. so, you know, to be able to take my testimony and to be able to walk into a hospital room just last night and, and talk to a woman and say, okay, how are you feeling? And, you know, what's your favorite song? And what do you want to hear? And she said um, she wanted to hear um, every praise, mm-hmm. every praise. Mm-hmm. And so we put it on with the speaker, and she just lit up in her hospital bed, and we had service right there in her room. Praise yeah. God. So I'm just walking in direction. I'm letting him guide me. I I ask for my purpose. I I ask for, you know, the um, reset and everything. And I'm just so excited about what the next theme is next month because every single month that I have been a part of this call, he has just been directing and restoring and renewing. And, oh, my God, praise God. Thank you so much. Amen. God be all the glory. Thank you for sharing that awesome testimony. Amen. Amen, family. If there's not another. Amen. Well, family, it's been a marvelous day here. Uh, what I saw at the Claire Victory Network, I'm going to keep on talking it and keep on saying it, and I won't take you back. I thank you for allowing me to come into your space, whether it be your car, your living room, or your home, to declare the word of the Lord. And as we go forth on this triumphant Tuesday, go in faith, go in victory, go in power, knowing that you are getting ready to triumph. God bless you, and we'll see you back on this place on tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Love you guys so very much. Have a great day in the Lord. Love you too. Love you. 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 Love you
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent so 